0: Good afternoon, it's uh, Thursday and 12 p.m. And that means it's time for the MoneyWeb at Midday Show. I'm Warren Thompson. Uh, coming up on the show, uh, as we head into the long weekend, the long Easter weekend, uh, we are going to be speaking to Peter Major, a director of mining at Kd's Corporate Solutions, following the publication of an article uh, by Business Day that revealed that Morgan Kasanov believes that more than half the platinum sector is unprofitable And will need to be uh, dramatically reduced in size in order to uh, buoy the price of uh, platinum and restore sustainability to the industry. So we'll be getting uh, Peter Major's very forthright views on what is happening there in just a second. And then uh, regarding our market commentary today, we will be speaking to Devin Shute from the Robert Group uh, to give us a little bit of an update as to what has been happening in the markets and uh, so far, so good. It looks like for the J.C. All Share Index, uh, up almost half a percent at the moment. Uh, but we'll, get more, um, we'll be getting into that in more detail with Devin, uh, Devin shoot in just a little while. Uh, remember, this show is being brought to you by Chartered Accountants of South Africa, leaders in business.
1: MoneyWeb has a unique opportunity for financial advisors. Through our Click and Advisor offering, advisors can interact with a growing investor based audience and attract new clients. To find out more, visit www.moneyweb.co.za.
0: Right, and following the publication of that uh, uh, JP Morgan Casanova report into the platinum industry, uh, uh, which was carried uh, and reported on by Business Live, uh, we are speaking going to be speaking now to peter major director of mining at katie's corporate solutions who joins me on the line from cape town good afternoon peter hi is it warren correct yeah, it is yes how are good. you today just want to make sure <laughs> very good <laughs> good so uh you would have seen it, at the very least business uh the business live or business uh, business day reporting on this uh, uh report by uh these analysts from jp morgan you might have well, have read the report yourself. I don't know which category you fall into there, but uh, nonetheless, you are very aware of uh, the pressures on the platinum industry at the moment. Uh, do you agree with the assertions made by J.P. Morgan regarding more than half of the platinum sector is currently underwater at the moment?
2: Look, I think everybody agrees with it. What surprised me, Warren, was I thought I stepped into a time machine this morning when I saw that newspaper on all the racks, because the Platinum and Indaba was about two weeks ago. And these are exactly the topics covered and they were covered in depth. It was a whole day of platinum industry discussion, presentation, argument. Uh, Gwedi Montash was there in the morning. He was back there at lunch. So I was surprised we didn't see a headline exactly like this the next day or the day after. But it was kind of a delayed reaction. Um, it's grabbed everybody's attention and it's pretty much true. Um, anybody sitting there would have written a very similar report because you had all the experts and the industry people involved in this. Yes, it, it's it's devastating news, but it's been happening for the last few years. I showed a slide at the Andaba that showed it's been happening for about six years. So I don't know if people should be shocked. If they're shocked, they are very uninformed, and it means they're going to get a lot more shocks in life.
0: So uh, the question is, uh, yeah, and I, I'm not sure why it, uh, it's, it seemed to, get to go on as much publicity as it has today, uh, but certainly uh, if you look at the reasons why this uh, situation is allowed to, uh, I think, perpetuate itself, where we've, got, we've had so much production that has been underwater, to what do you attribute that?
2: Well, What do I attribute having all this production that's loss-making? Do I attribute it to habit? Do I attribute it to uh, government, uh, management? It's a lot of factors. First of all, nobody wants to lay people off. Most of your employees know what their job is. Most of your employees have undergone training, especially employees you've had for a long time. They know how to do their job. They're trained. They're experienced. And so, if the commodity price goes down and you start losing money, even if you wanted to retrench those people, you wouldn't do it because you might not get them back. They might go somewhere else and then the metal price goes up and then you got to start hiring people from scratch. But there's also laws that make it very difficult to retrench people. And even when you feel, the, even if you follow the laws and you have to do retrenchments, you can still have very violent, destructive reactions. So no mine manager I know ever wants to retrench people. They want to hire people because the more people you have, the more money you can make. But if you're losing money, the more people you have, the more money you lose. So mine managers, they have very difficult decisions. Traditionally, when a metal goes below its long-term average, it eventually comes back up. So if you can hang on long enough, if you can borrow money, fund from reserves, cut costs, the metal price will go back above its mean. Also, you have a RAND here that its long-term path is to depreciate. And that also keeps your companies alive because the RAND depreciates against the dollar. So it's only with greatest reluctance that companies retrench people. So as long as they keep those people working – they're continuing to produce, and they're producing at a loss, and it's kind of a self-fulfilling, self-sustaining, um, what do we call it, spiral down. Yeah, they, they they don't cut production fast enough. They haven't uh, downsized fast enough, so they've contributed to the overproduction of platinum, which has kept the price down.
0: Uh, and certainly, Peter, perhaps your thoughts just on the, the way that, uh, uh, that many companies have viewed the platinum market uh, there, there seems to have been contrasting. There seems to be a, an obvious contrast in what uh, certainly projections of supply and demand by people like the World Platinum Investment Council versus the platinum price itself around uh, the, this notion that the the market is somehow uh, in deficit and that prices will soon rebound i think it's a theme we've been hearing for a couple of years do you think the ceos and the executives running mining firms have been a little bit uh, dare i say delusional with respect to that view that the market is in deficit when it clearly isn't
2: i think you're 100 percent right you're exactly right you use the right word warren they have been delusional
0: some of them terribly
2: delusional some of them Publicly delusional, but privately reality. Um, but to an extent, they've all been delusional. They've, they've run a lot on hopes, dreams, myths, urban legends. But they've also been negligently non-proactive because the market for platinum is not large. The total world market for platinum isn't even six million ounces. The total market for gold is a hundred million ounces. That's a gigantic gap. Now, Platinum jewelry was doing much, much better in the States decades ago, million, million and a half ounces. And I don't even think it's a third of that now. So if they could market platinum as jewelry, you know, and get demand, say total platinum demand today isn't even 6 million ounces, and jewelry's maybe not even three, probably two. Can you imagine if you got jewelry demand to three or to four or five? So to me, the greatest potential – of getting that platinum price up is increasing the demand for jewelry. And, yes, they're looking at other uses, fuel cells, um, electrical catalysts, but jewelry is the easiest, I would think, to get demand to go up. If, if people are buying 40, 50 million ounces a year of jewelry and gold, what's it going to take to get 4 or 5 million ounces in platinum? And platinum is such a more usable rare I shouldn't say rare, but noble metal than gold. You know, it's much more rugged, has many more uses. So I think they could be cutting costs and rationalizing production on one hand, but they should all be putting forward a concerted effort of increasing platinum demand in jewelry.
0: I think there's a little bit of game theory going on here as well, Peter, because given the concentrated, <laughs> the, the, the concentrated nature of the production, you've got implants, amplats, uh Subanya Stillwater and you've got uh, northern that control virtually all of the, the you know the large extent of the mine production obviously uh Royal Buff again platinum in there as well they're all kind of waiting do you think to to see someone make the first big move because then they don't need to do it
2: yeah exactly it, you hope and pray even though you might like your neighbor but you hope
0: and pray he will take early retirement
2: and i think there has been way too much of that um hoping and praying that one of the, the mines would close down or cut production 50%. And I think there's a lot of lessons we could learn from OPEC. Now, you've got to watch that we don't get labeled antitrust here, that you don't do things in concert. But if each miner was just saying, I'm not going to produce loss-making ounces. You don't have to have a meeting with the other producers. You decide that on your own. I'm not going to produce ounces at a loss. I'm going to stop that. Well, gee, that would remove at least half a million ounces. At least half a million, probably a million from the market. And sure, there's a worry of new producers like Ivan Platts; they're going to flood the market. But that's a few years off. If, if they were just each individually say, "I'm not going to produce ounces at a loss," and take the pain of rationalization, um, it would bring the market in balance much more, much quicker. Instead of just hoping, waiting, one of your neighbors closes.
0: Peter, I, I really don't see why can't we just form the Platinum uh, Exporting Countries PEC. Uh, <laughs> You know, you know, we've got a, we're looking at an industry here that's going to shed thousands of jobs, but we want to be obedient to antitrust laws, even when we buy oil from OPEC. I mean, where 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 are the mongrels in our government that are looking after our self interest?
2: Oh man, we've been asking that question for a long time, Warren. Yeah, who in government is looking after the citizens and the workers' interest? Who and what are they doing about it? And I agree, we, we snub. Or knows that a lot of international associations, you know, regarding war criminals, sanctions, etc. So you wonder why are we so wary about antitrust here, or or some kind of variation of that? I, I agree. And in the industry is not going to shed thousands of jobs. It's going to shed tens of thousands of jobs.
0: Okay. So maybe I hope someone in policy is listening and can maybe just think a bit like Trump, perhaps uh, with South Africa's self-interest first and foremost, uh, given some of the contradictions you've mentioned there. Always good uh, chatting to you, Peter, and uh, I look forward to engaging with you on this issue going forward. Thank you, Warren. Thanks a lot. All right. That was Peter Major, Director of Mining at KD's Corporate Solutions. All right. Time to have a look at the markets. Uh, The JSC having a fairly good day, up half a percent uh, and it's uh, pretty much green across the bourse at the moment with industrials up one-third of a percent financials up over one percent uh, We've got gold mining up one percent and resources are down one-fifth of a percent at the moment in terms of uh, value traded on the bourse behind Naspers today We have BHP Billiton, SASOL, and anglo. So the resource companies shares changing hands at a rapid rate uh, the 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 Rand has made uh, some marginal gains against the US dollar. It's up half a percent to 12 rand 38. Against the pound, also making gains to 17 rand 25, about up half a percent as well. And against the euro, uh, 0.4% gain to 15 rand 08. Just talking about platinum specifically, the price is down almost 1% to $910 an ounce. Uh, Palladium, after getting absolutely clobbered yesterday, is up half a percent to $972 an ounce. Gold at $1,323, uh, roughly half a percentage weaker. Just to get some uh, market insights and commentary, I'm joined now by Devin Shute from the Robert Group uh, uh, on via the telephone. Uh, Devin, are you in Durban today?
1: Yes, in, in sunny Durban. Uh, things, things looking good ahead of the weekend.
0: Okay, great. Uh, I'm sure everyone's kind of got half their mind uh, on the weekend uh, coming up, but uh, just give us your thoughts, uh, just a little bit about where we are uh, uh, with the market. Uh, the All Share Index is kind of plugged or anchored to 57,000 points, and uh, it, there doesn't seem to be the next uh, clear indication of where the the, the next move is going to come from. Uh, the, I, would, I would imagine some of the domestic earnings uh, reporting that we're going to see in the future is not going to see any big moves but uh, give us your thoughts on that
1: yeah Warren I agree I agree I think that you know our market has probably been led by the nose of it by what's happening predominantly in the the states particularly with the the treasuries that are driving that that dollar stronger um, and also the the weaker corporate weaker corporate earnings coming out of the US uh, have been interesting but then we get a a number like Facebook released last night, growing revenue 49%, um, boosted by a lot of digital advertising. There, and that's led it up. So, so to your question, yeah, we I, I don't see much much catalyst for us to to see any pronounced moves from here. Um, the business confidence number though yesterday that was released, the uh, highest on record for Q1, was fantastic. But I think a lot of that had been priced into kind of the SA Inc stocks. So, yeah, you really got to drill down at a, a stock-specific level. We've been chatting platinum stocks, which are which are under siege, and a couple of trading statements out today as well that we can go through.
0: Yeah, sure. Certainly, I, saw, I just see here the Stefanuti stocks uh, have given a trading update that sent uh, their uh, stock up 8%. Was that one of the ones that caught your eye?
1: Yeah, I was having a look at that one. So, you know, there's, if, if you take out they had a, a big impairment of um, – the stock's acquisition from previously. And if you took that out, for the, um, the the profit growth looked pretty good, um, growing it by between 80 and 100 cents compared to the 10 cent profit in the previous corresponding period. Without that, it's a, a sharp loss. So, yeah, I think what you're seeing is a lot of these um, construction companies are having to really be very conservative in terms of how they're accounting for some of these assets from from various acquisitions. Um, but but you know in post periods once they've done the impairment, the the results should should look a bit better.
0: Okay, uh, n- another interesting uh, update from Coronation Fund Managers. Th- that uh, share price down almost one percent on the back of news that uh, its assets under management had slipped from uh, I think it was six hundred thirty billion to five hundred eighty eight billion to the end yeah. of March twenty eighteen. Uh, Coronation, uh, obviously one of the largest and, and most highly regarded fund managers. Uh, but could that be explained away by market movement, um, Devon? Or what? What do you? What do you uh, attribute that to?
1: Look, I mean, there, there's a couple trends there. Warren. So one definitely market movement. If you kind of look at the Aussie over the three-year period, it hasn't really gone anywhere. So that that usually um, limits new investor funds coming into the market. We've also seen a big trend for funds to go into money market type instruments. Um, as opposed to your more kind of multi-asset balance funds and equity funds, et cetera. So that might explain some of it. And yeah, I think there's been some frustration from your your average investor with these flat returns and an asset manager like Coronation will um, primarily see outflows in that type of environment. I do know they are working at ways to counteract that. They've got a very interesting asymmetrical fee structure on some of their, their, their funds where pay almost passive top fee if they don't um, reach targets and benchmark but yeah I mean I, I, I think they they probably got a bit of you know the assets probably did get a little bit hot and you probably got those hot assets retreating now um, but the company's aware of it and working hard on it
0: okay great um, and then just a, perhaps a, a bit of a perspective here because uh, uh, you know I, I understand that much of the work you do is, is looking at kind of uh, the small and, and mid cap stocks as well uh yeah the, what's the kind of sense on the uh, on the underlying and the underlying businesses that you look at in terms of w- where this economy is at the moment
1: yeah so i mean it's it's a very interesting space in my view in that that mid to small cap area because i think what what's happened is that those companies were tied with the the same brush when the economy was you know in recessionary mode and now that we've got this this massive about turn um, those, a lot of those companies, particularly in the industrial sector, haven't really responded to the uptick that we've seen from some of the bigger cap financial stocks, retail stocks, etc. Et so we're seeing a lot of value there. We're looking at the balance sheet. These companies are well capitalized. Um, they've, they've been investing through the cycle. So even from a global basis, we, we're seeing um, that that mid-cap space it, on the J C has, has offering some of the best value around. We think the U.S. has run pretty hot. Europe starting to get quite expensive, so yeah. To to your point, it's a very very interesting space indeed.
0: All right, great. Uh, what uh, what are you looking out for in the in the week ahead? Are there any uh, notable results coming out that you'll be uh, that you'll be watching?
1: Um, I don't don't have the calendar in in front of me. Um, maybe, maybe one we can just quickly comment on was the 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 choppy's uh, release. Right, that was interesting because we expected it end of March, and, and that was delayed as they um, instructed management to, to do a bit more uh, deep digging um, with their new external auditors. So I think you're seeing listed companies taking the quality of the audit reports very seriously. But but those look pretty good. I mean, they were they were growing top-line and bottom-line revenue and profits by about 22%. They're seeing nice um, growth, um, particularly in the northwest and South Africa, and you've almost got um, South Africa contributing as much revenue as, as you do in Botswana now so yeah it was a, when it came to the market it was a bit hard to get your head around I think their strategy started to become clearer and more refined um, and the market liked it Stock up 12 percent on the day
0: all right so very interesting uh, and uh, obviously uh, w- well received by the market there but always good uh, talking to you, Devin and I trust you'll enjoy the weekend
1: yeah thanks Warren you too
0: that was Devin Shute from the Robert group remember that this show is being brought to you by Chartered Accountants of South Africa Leaders in business. Numerology studies tell us that numbers have symbolic meaning. Number eight stands for success, four is stability, and three represents advantage. These qualities, over and above trust, ethics, and leadership, are embraced by CASA, the leading accounting, auditing, and tax business designation underpinned by ethical standards, delivering responsible business leadership to take your business to number one. Because business is more than just numbers. CASA, leaders in business. And that brings us to the end of another MoneyWeb at Midday show. I trust you've enjoyed the time with us. uh, And I trust that you'll have a great uh, weekend. We will be back on Monday uh, with the show if you uh, want to tune in at 12 p.m. But until then, cheers for now.